You're listening to the Release City Church online experience. Hey, listen, we really hope today's message is one that will encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks again for listening. Now let's check it out. I am so excited. Today is Easter Sunday. It's like the biggest day ever. And what I'm even more excited is that you're here. Because if you remember this time last year, it was a whole different kind of Easter. Y'all remember what, having Easter at your home in your PJs? Some of you are like, yeah, that, that kind of felt good. But how many knows there's nothing like being in the house, in his presence, with family? Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so excited you're here this morning. My, I, I, my brother, my other brother, Andrew, his name is Andy, but I call him Drew. And uh, when I wish him a happy birthday on Facebook, everybody always calls him Drew. And I'm like, he's going to kill me because nobody calls him Drew, but I call him Drew. So y'all give it up for my brother one time. He's here low-key, low-key this morning. All the way from the big city of Tavares, Florida. And now he's at the metropolis city of Chiefland. Amen, amen, amen. This is the day. This is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is the day that we remember that because of his death, we don't have to live a dead, a dead boring life. Because of his death, I don't have to live stuck in my past. I don't have to live like I'm wandering in a tomb. Because he came out of the tomb, I can live my life set free from all of my past and all of my junk. My past may have been last night. Your past may have been just before you got here. You said something you wish you could have put in the past. But I'm here to declare over your life that that is under the blood today. Amen. All you got to do is receive and accept. That's it. That's it. How many excited you came to church today? Amen. Amen, amen. Amen. He is our risen Savior. He was falsely accused. He was whipped, mocked, and beaten beyond recognition. We, something we do as a family every year, typically on, on Good Friday, we watch the movie The Passion of the Christ. And we always get to that spot where they, they whipped and beat him. And, and literally, I, I, I have to turn my, turn my face from the TV set and plug my ears because it is so graphic. But yet it is so real. And some people go, yeah, some people in the church have said, yeah, it's too graphic. That movie should have never been. The reason people say that is because they don't like to face the truth. That, that our sin was so dirty, it took him actually don't, going through the toilet. His body was beaten beyond recognition. Matter of fact, we may even do this next year on Good Friday, have a Good Friday service, and actually show it on the big screen here and have communion afterwards and watch what God will do in changing our lives. Because I believe once we face the truth, the truth will set you free. Amen? Amen. Amen. So mark your calendars for Good Friday 2022. Anybody else pumped and jacked and ready to run today? Yes, sir. He was, he was beaten, whipped, mocked, ridiculed, his beard pulled out, and a crown of thorns placed, not just placed, shoved on his head. He died on the cross. He was put in a borrowed tomb. Everybody say borrowed tomb. That means he never intended to stay there. It was a borrowed tomb. But how many knows on the third day, he got up. Jesus got up. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but you may have walked in here feeling down in the dumps, depressed. Get back up. You may feel juice pumped and ready to run with Pastor B today, but I promise you next week something's going to come at you and face you. And, what, and you may fall. You may trip. Pastor B's word for you today is get back up. 
Get, don't give up. You keep pressing forward. Amen? Our God is not a dead God. He's very much alive. And my past sins, present sins, and future sins have all been covered under the blood because of Calvary. I woke up this morning and I, I, I felt nervous. And Amy was like, I, I wasn't feeling in my stomach. I just felt mm, queasy. And I, I wasn't sure if it was because Drew was coming or because it was Easter. It's the biggest day. It all comes down. Everything that we live our lives up to is because of this day. If we can't wrap our minds around this day, then there's no possible way we can live for him. If we don't truly understand what he did for us one day and three days later how he came out the grave. If we don't really wrap our minds around that, there, it's almost impossible for us to actually live our lives free from sin. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. It is hard. It's almost impossible to live our lives free from sin. Hot news flash. Every one of us in here has sin. Sin that you know about sin that other people may not know about and sin that you try to hide that they know about. But I promise you, Jesus already knows and he just wants you to know that it's already covered and it's under the blood. Live your life set free. This is, if you're visiting with us for the, today, I, I am the pastor. I'm not, I know there's no, there's no older guy off on the side going, hey man, youth pastor, get off the stage. No, and this is not going to be one of those days where you get beat up because it's the one, my one shot. This is going to be the day that you, you experience real love. This is the day that you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna truly understand that God loves you in spite of you and he loves you more than you could ever know and there's absolutely, positively nothing that you can do to change his love for you. Amen. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So today I want us to look at a story in the Bible that happened just days before they arrested him. I wanted to kind of set up the, the crucifixion, death, burial, resurrection because that's not where we're going to be. What I want us to focus on is just a few days before Jesus was betrayed in the garden by Judas and turned over to the authorities. In fact, this is the week before the Holy Week. And it takes place um, just before the Holy Week and the man stops Jesus. Everybody say, stops Jesus. And not only did he stop Jesus, but this guy literally stopped the timeline for the salvation of humanity. And I say that because we know now, looking back, what was going to happen. But one man stopped the heart of God. Not literally, but stopped God in that moment. Stopped God's son, Jesus, in that moment. I'm here to today to tell you that that song, He Left the 99 for One, is really a true statement. If you were the only person on planet earth the day that he was, he would have crawled up there and done it. Because let me, let me clarify something. The soldiers, even though they, they nailed him to the cross and even though they pierced his side, he was already gone before they pierced his side. The Bible says that he gave up his spirit. Nobody took his. He said, I, I lay down my life. No man can take my life. And if you were the only person, he would have died for you. Do you believe it this morning? I don't know what kind of religious traditional background you've come from that's been laced with other things, but I'm here to tell you, God loves you. The one who created you. He didn't create you by, by my mistake or happen chance. You were created on purpose for a purpose, and he loves his creation. Matter of fact, when he finished, he said, it is good. Just say that to you. Say, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. 
When things get crazy tomorrow, <laughs> I'm good. Amen? When that air conditioner starts blowing heat, <laughs> I'm good. But you better come holler at your brother. You better holler at a boy because I won't be good. <laughs> and the church said, oh, me. I was waiting on Steve. Oh, me. Yeah. Hey, let's go ahead and just, let's just dive right in. Let's go to the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. This is where the story is laid out for us. Mark chapter 10, beginning with verse 46. It says this. Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar, everybody say blind, beggar, named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have you ever found yourself at a place in life when you just needed, really needed help, but you were embarrassing the people around you? You ever found yourself at a place in life when you just were trying to reach out to family and they weren't there because it was an embarrassment because of the decisions you made? Come on, this real talk, real church. Things got so bad that it was embarrassing to even be around you. What's so funny about this story is this. The people around Jesus are trying to silence the guy who actually needed him the most. And the people that were trying to silence him were the religious people. Not much has changed in the church. It's intriguing to me because that's always been the problem with religious people. They know that Jesus died for everybody, but they treat him like he just died for them. Oh, me. What I speak to you is truth. You ever been around somebody that you thought was a Christian? You reached out for help and they shunned you? Or they found out that you're not perfect and they wanted to disown you? Pastor's kid? Preacher's kid? I remember in the church that I was on staff at in Georgia before we moved here, it was a, it was a large church over a 1,000 people, and I'll never forget because I had some church hurt in my life because people found out that I'm human or I didn't measure up to the standard they felt like I needed to have. I remember that as soon as service was over, I would run through the back and I would be escorted to my office and I wouldn't come out until everybody... I wasn't the pastor. I was just an executive pastor and worship leader. But I was so hurt by church people that I, I wanted to be whisked away until everybody left so I could come out because I was afraid of the one-on-one -on -one contact because if I just said something or if I slipped up, not that I would say anything ugly, but, but, but I'm not Jesus and neither are you. So take the pressure off. Church hurt. Everybody say church hurt. I'll come back to that in just a minute. Let's keep on going. Verse 49. 49. When Jesus heard him, Bartimaeus, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up, so funny, so funny. The very one, the religious people that were actually then telling him, shh, be quiet, be quiet. Now when, G, when he caught Jesus' attention, then they became his fan club. Come on, cheer up, he wants you, he's calling you. I, I could, this is not Jerry Springer, I couldn't make this up, this is real stuff. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said, come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What, what do you want from me? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. 
And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Before we move on, let me, let me say this. Encounter with Jesus, one counter in Jesus, can change your life if you'll let it. You can walk into this church every Sunday and walk out with nothing because you chose not to empty what you had in your hands. You spoke on this not too long ago, I believe, on what's in your hands. I want to speak to you today from this title. I gave this message, this title, simply this. Releasing your issues. Releasing your issues. What am I talking about? God's got something great for you, but you have to be willing to release the stuff that you've been holding on to. Whatever has got you hung up, it's time to hang it up. Anybody ever been hung up by something? You just can't get away from it. Well, if you would delete some of those friends off your Facebook, you wouldn't see some of that stuff. Y'all still love B? Listen. This is what God said. God re- this is what he told me to tell you. God released his son so you could release your issues. He released his son, Jesus, to come to this earth and die on a cross so that you and I could re- freely release our issues. The reason people don't typically walk out of church feeling free and released is because they felt so, so pressed on and condemned. Who am I talking to today? It's the whole reason Jesus came, so that you and I could live free. We talk a lot about releasing things. He's preached about it. I've preached about it. Releasing. The reason it keeps coming up is because the things that are in our hand are actually occupying the space for the thing that God wants to put in your hands. Well, I'm believing, I'm believing, for, I'm believing, I'm believing God for a, a mate, a soul mate. Well, if you, disconnect, if you disconnect from the one, he could actually bring the other one in. Yeah, but I got to have somebody in the meantime. No, you need to be cool with you. You need to get good with you. I'm notorious for jumping to the end of the message, but you can't bring anything else to the marriage or the relationship until you get you right. Our lives could be so much better if we just let go of the things that are holding us back. Everybody say issues. Issues. Everybody's got them. I've got them. You've got them, whether you want to admit it or not. Regardless of how holy and righteous you feel and you think you are, the truth is you have issues. Let's get back to Bart. Everybody say Bart. Some of y'all just pictured in your mind Bart Simpson. Don't go there. This this church, this Easter Sunday, Bart. It's just easier for me to say that than Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus. In this story, this guy Bartimaeus has an issue He was blind. I don't know what kind of issues you walked in here with today, but I want you to know that God wants to set you free from your issues. The Bible says, as a matter of fact, that he, it's called the great exchange. The Bible says he will give beauty for ashes. Some of you in this place have literally burned your life, just just burned out. He wants to give you beauty for your ashes. What he's saying is, I can make your life beautiful again. Some of you ha- have a marriage that just feels like it's been through the pit of hell and back. And if, you, if people were even to come over to my house, it would, it would smell like the scent of smoke because hell's flames are just all over my marriage. There's no peace. Listen, God wants to make your marriage beautiful again. God wants to make your life beautiful again. 
He wants to exchange hope for hopelessness. He will replace your hurt with his healing. But here's the catch. You've got to be willing to let go of that stuff. Your past failures, your past mistakes, failed relationships, failed marriages, past hurt. Listen, hurt will only hold you back. Hurt is stronger than you think it is. Hurt will hold you back. Now, I did a little research in Young's literal translation on just this particular story. And in the original Greek of what we just read, it gives one extra word that we don't find in this, in this translation. When blind Bartimaeus said the words, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to I see, he didn't just say, I want to see. He literally actually said, I want to see again. The New American Standard Version, I believe, actually said, I want to see again. What's that tell us, church? That at one time he could see, but something happened. At, one, at some point in his life, everything was good. Ever been there? Everything's good, everything's lovely, then life happens, and then you feel like a failure. Same thing with blind Bartimaeus. He was once probably living a happy-go-lucky life. He could see, and at some point, we don't know what it is, but life happened, and he felt like a failure. The things that he once could do, he could no longer do because he couldn't see. Have you ever been there? Where everything's good one moment, and then it falls apart? Something happened that caused him to become blind at that moment. Listen, Jesus did not go to the cross for you and I to settle. I said that earlier today. To settle with what we have and where we are. If you want a better life, get up and make it happen. Dust yourself off. Get up and make it happen. What do we do with failure? Anybody ever failed at anything in life? Every dog on hand should go up. I'm going I'm to I'm make sure... Anybody ever besides the pastor? Huh? Ever failed? What do we do? What do we do with failure? I, I remember in my 20s looking around going, man, I, I really thought that I would be, my life would look different than it does right now. Anybody ever been there? I really thought, I mean, I had big goals, like some of you. you. You know, some of you in your, especially the ladies. Not to pick on the ladies. But... You, you know, you wanted to be a mom and you wanted to, you wanted to have kids and, and you were excited. And when I'm going to get married and we're going to have kids and I'm going to be the best amazing parent. And you, you see somebody else who has kids and go, man, they're awful <laughs> at being parents. And then you actually get married and have kids. And you saw it wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Huh? And then the next thing you're saying is, if I can just get them to 18 with all their limbs in place and intact, right? No broken bones. <laughs> yeah, I believe y'all would have shouted me down on that one. I don't even think it would have been, oh me, I think it would have been, amen, preacher, keep rolling. Here's the problem with failure. I want you to write this down. Failure creates uncertainty, and uncertainty creates issues. Just ask my wife. If I'm ever uncertain about something, it creates an issue in me, because I like to know what's up. And she said, <laughs> yeah, Amen. Listen, Bartimaeus has an issue. As a matter of fact, listen, before we even knew his name, we knew his issue. Some of you in this room, there are people in this town that maybe not even know your name, but they know who you are based on what you've done. Basically, what I'm saying is your issue has actually become your identity. Anybody ever been there? 
They haven't taken the time to get to know you. They just heard something about you. Maybe I'm speaking from experience. I don't know. Maybe they, 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 they heard something about you that they didn't even really understand and they didn't take the time to find out who you really are and then they actually created an issue in a relationship. Boy, I'm, I'm preaching right now, somebody. And the, the issue they created became my identity. It's the same in many of our lives. We actually wear our issues on the outside. Sometimes it could be like the guy who comes out of the bathroom stall in a crowded restaurant and he, you notice that he has toilet paper on his shoe. You ever seen that guy? Ever been that guy? I will not lie. I'm just kidding. He's probably a cool dude, right? But what's the first thing that hits your mind? <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> What an idiot, right? When you come out of the bathroom, check to make sure there ain't nothing stuck. That actually happened. We were at Longhorn. I didn't tell you because I felt bad for the man. He had an issue. Everybody in the restaurant saw it and knew it but him. Same is true for us. We dress up our issues. Matter of fact, we got, we got issues. We try, to, we try to dress it up. We got what you call designer issues. Designer issues. I know some of y'all like, I really was hoping you'd get to this stuff, all this stuff all over the stage. Designer, designer issues. We, we try to, we try, this usually comes out on Sundays. We try to dress up our issues so nobody will see. You know, you, uh, let, me, let me break it down for you. It's more like this. Hey, welcome to Release City Church. How you doing? I'm oh, blessed, God. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. No, you're not. You're more stressed. Huh? Be real. We got so much Christianese. I've heard all that stuff. God answers an email, not email. We come up with all this Christian jargon trying to dress up our issues so nobody will know when actually people actually can see through my designer issues and they know that he's got issues. That's why we've always tried to be a church, be a church that lets you come as you are. That's not just a, a cool saying. We accept you as you are. I've seen churches and been around churches that actually put that on their marquee and you let somebody walk in that doesn't smell, look, dress, work like them, sin like them. Hello. And they will literally ask them to walk back out. I had a conversation with somebody just this week who had some church hurt. And, and, and the church, this person made some decisions in their life. The church didn't agree with those decisions and let this person know they didn't agree with those decisions. So they offered them an alternative. The church. And because they didn't choose option B, they were escorted and asked to never return. So what I ask is that we won't come in here with our designer cover-ups or Halloween masks just be real if nothing else I've showed you guys over the past few months at losing my, my parents it's okay to be real two Sundays ago I didn't I wasn't I didn't even want to come up here Somebody told me this week, but there was a change when you, and I said it, and I recognized it in the message, and if you're here, you know what I'm talking about. They said, we nudged, I nudged my spouse and said something clicked right there when he got into the Word. Something changed. Because if you choose to stay home in your bed and waller around and all this stuff just covered up, oh my gosh, nobody knows. Listen, if you would just get out, 
throw on some shorts and a, and a tank top and get in here. Get in the presence of God. It is the presence of God that will change your life, your marriage, your circumstances. But if you stay home, I'm just here to tell you, the road will be a lot harder. Then we got, then we got, then we got issues that ain't even our issues. Not even our issues. What you talking about? Well, you see them on Facebook. They say something you don't like, you jump in. Start arguing with them. Now y'all got issues. Why are you even involved? Because you like issues. Now you got issues with somebody else's issues, and now you're walking around carrying the weight of somebody else. <laughs> issues. We got issues. <laughs> I don't remember what I said the other day at the house when I asked if I could use Amy's, and I went to her closet. This is my wife's, not my grandma's, okay? <laughs> it was something like that when I was I love you. <laughs> Baby, I don't even know how to. See, when you start putting on issues that don't belong to you, you look real crazy. You look crazy. What's this? This is Amy's. I just said something a while ago. You show up in a marriage, she got issues, you got issues. That's why I said take some time to work through your issues. Because then you get into a marriage and then y'all have issues. Because she brings in her set of issues and I bring in my set. She was more real with hers. I tried to dress mine up. No joke, because this is mine. The person that I am today outside of Jesus and the praying parents and grandparents is because of her. That is not me trying to do better by what I said about this lovely sweater. It's true. But if that works, praise the Lord. I am, I am today who I am. And some of y'all know some of my junk. But I am who I am today because I started making better decisions. And we started working on our issues. And for those that are married, well, how'd you do that, Pastor B? Because I don't know about y'all's marriage, but our marriage is tough. Well, this is what you have to do. You have to remove the I quit option. Somebody needs to write that down, whether you're married or not. You have to remove the I quit option. Some of y'all are trying to play referee with other people's issues. And then you'll start carrying around that issue. Because that issue doesn't belong to you. That's somebody else's. This one is Ansley Grace. This one actually matched the other day when I, I was like, I said, is this a boy jacket or a girl jacket? Because it kind of worked. She was like, yeah, Dad, it fits you. I'm nervous about it. <laughs> this is what you call generational issues. If Amy and I don't get our issues right, we pass it down to... Our, we, because we chose not to fight through our issues, now our children are fighting through issues that they were never intended to fight through. You may know what this is? This is our church shirt. It's called Church Issues. Church Hurt. 
I just gave you a description of some church hurt. Some of you have experienced church hurt. The first thing that you have to do is to be honest with your issue. We've all had them. The first step is to be honest. If you call yourself a Christian, you should exemplify, I'm on church hurt. If you call yourself a Christian, you should exemplify love, kindness, peace, patience, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control towards others. I saw something the other day that said, if you can't practice saying anything nice, practice not saying anything at all. That'd be a great t-shirt for a church who really means what they say. I told this individual this week who explained to me the church hurt. I said, can I just apologize for that particular organization? Listen, you may have been hurt in church. Accept an apology from a church who cares. You may never, not, you may never get an apology from that, that pastor, that church leader. But today I apologize. Never judge Jesus by someone else's misrepresentation of him. Let me say that again. Never judge Jesus based on someone else's misrepresentation of him. Church hurt. Listen. Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He wants to heal you. He wants to save you. And I'm here today to tell you he will redeem you and you can have the best life, the best marriage you've ever had and ever experienced with Jesus. There are counterfeits, but there is nothing like a relationship with Jesus. Some of us like to put our issues on display. We've just learned to accept them and say, this is, this is, this is my issue. I'm stuck with this. Listen, remember what I told you. Jesus never, Jesus never went to the cross with the intention of you settling for where you are right now in life. Jesus loves you and he has more for you. Amen? Do you believe that this morning? Give Jesus Christ a praise offering if you believe it. For many of us, we get so comfortable with our issues that we're ju- we just sit in them. We just, we just waller around. But listen, at some point, it's my hope that you would just be honest about your issues. This is where we find blind Bartimaeus. Let me go back to Bart, and we're going to get ready to close out. He's, he, he's not just honest. He cries out to Jesus for help. Listen, we weren't meant to carry our issues alone. I'll give you one more example. How many wives in here have ever went to the grocery store and came home and found your husband on the couch glued to the TV? And you said those famous words, Hey, hun, can I get some help? Now, if he's like me, I got something to prove. I won't even put shoes on. I'll jump out, I'll bust out the door, and you know what we do? We pull the, pull the back of the car up, and we line all those plastic bags up, and we shoot our arm through and try to get them all at one time. And, and she's like, this hat, and she's like, babe, I could have helped. No, I got this. You look at the neighbors. They think I'm totally awesome because I got, and you get almost to the door, and what happens? That 
cheap, I don't know why they got cheaper, that little bitty Walmart bag just split open and them, and them bushes pinto beans just fall out on them toes. Listen, you aren't meant to carry your issues alone. She did the right thing. She asked for help. But then some of us try to come along and pick up all the weight. Listen, you're trying to help, but you're doing it the wrong way because you're trying to do it all by yourself. There are people, and I'm learning this. Gosh, am I learning this. In our city who are needing help. And instead of just one person trying to, we can do so much more if we collectively do it together. Amen? I can't wait for next year when we get to actually have our ultimate Easter experience again out there. But you guys, we were able to give to every single uh, daycare in our city. Eggs. Over 7,000 over, over 7, eggs to, 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 to the daycares. And then we gave over 15,000 to other churches in our area so they could actually have Easter who weren't going to have an Easter egg hunt. And we, we gave to other churches. It's your pastor trying to hold out the olive branch to say, we're in this together. And I think God did that by design. It's one thing for me to stand up here and say we want to be a, the church united but we had almost 40,000 eggs sitting on the other side of that curtain. And God was like, are you just going to hold them because you got to do it? Are you going to, what's the goal? The goal was to get eggs to the kids in our community. And then somebody came up this morning and said, uh, a, a grandchild or something uh, came and said, hey, your church gave eggs to our daycare today. A little bitty. And then I was in Walmart that day after we delivered the eggs. And this little boy about lost his mind. Mommy, mommy, mommy. That's the guy that was at our school today. You know what? It wasn't even about the candy. They related an action to a church card that just simply said, Happy Easter, you were loved. Release City Church. They may have never experienced a gift with no strings attached. We will always be that ministry. If we have it to give, we will give with no strings attached. What am I saying? Ask for help. Ask for help. The same people that were telling Bartimaeus when he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. It was the exact same church people that said, shh, be quiet. What do you do? What do you do with haters? You get louder. That's what he did. He shouted louder and he shouted even more. He said it again. Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on me. He caught Jesus' attention. And what did Jesus say? Tell him to come. So what do you do with haters? You, you get louder than them. What will God do? He will actually create, have your haters become advocates. Because in that moment, they actually said, Hey, cheer up. Dust yourself off. He wants you. He wants you. God will cause your, your haters to become advocates. In closing, let me go to Mark, back, Mark 10, 49. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you back. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Now, we know that he said, your faith has made you whole. When I reread this yesterday... It said, he threw off his coat or cloak. 
It was a, see, because it was, it was a, it signified that he was the beggar because he would put his coat down and everybody knew that was blind Bartimaeus when they passed because his coat was in front of him. And you would put, he threw down his coat. It was an example he already knew because he could have very easily took his coat with Jesus so Jesus would know who he was because it signified he was a man in need of help but he threw the down the very he threw down the very thing that was his identity I believe it's because he knew when he got there it was done he would never have to go back and hold that coat again as a matter of fact he said go your your faith has made you whole and the story goes on to say he followed Jesus it didn't say he went back and got his coat listen we can't be hanging out with the things and the people and the relationships that look like what we used to live like. You, you say all the time, well, pe- people don't really know who I am. That's because you're acting like somebody else. It's time for some people to lay down the thing that you used to be... Ah, Put your mouth and your words together. It's time for somebody in this room to lay down the thing that actually gave you identity so that you can be set free and now become who God, the, the man or woman of God that He created you to be. It said He called, Jesus called Bartimaeus and today God is calling you in the last few moments that we have together on this Easter Sunday it all came, it all came down to this all the cute little jokes in the, in the Mr. Rogers neighborhood you know beautiful day in the neighborhood all that came down to this God's calling you today you may not have ever been in a church before in your life and you're like wow this is blowing my mind Listen, I've been walking with God. I didn't always make the right decisions. Oh, gosh, that just blew somebody's theology. I've been walking with God 45 years. I'll be 46 at the end of this month. But I didn't always make the right choices. See, that blows people's theology. Well, how can you say you walk with God if you didn't do things? Because He never left me. That's why I'm here. He never left. He loved me in spite of me. And today, God is calling out to you. At some point, you've got to release your issues with every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're here today and say, B. Weber, that message spoke to me. I have to release my issues. Will you pray for me? All over this room, slip your hand up. If there's anybody in here that says, I've got some issues, I've got some past hurt, I've got, I've got some things that I need to release and let go. Will you pray for me? Hands up all over this room. Maybe you're watching on, on Facebook Live or listening on podcasts at a later date. Father, I lift up every single person who has their hand up right now. Father, I ask that you would give them the confidence and the faith to walk boldly, throwing down the issues at the foot of the cross. 
the things that have hung them up God may they hang them up in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name if you're here this morning you say you know what B all this is great but I I don't even know that if I was to die today that I would wake up in heaven and let me just say this heaven is real when Jesus came out of the grave he said I go to prepare prepare a place for you if it were not so I would have never said it I wouldn't tell you he's preparing a place for you and for me all you have to do is accept and make a choice that you will live and serve live your life for him choose to be a better person and in all your ways acknowledge acknowledge him God will direct your steps if you're here this morning you say I I, I don't I, I've never received Christ I've never accepted Jesus I've never said God will you will you come and be first in my life Will you make me new, God? Will you help me to be all of those things that this man is telling me I need to be? God, I believe that there's something better for me, but I don't know how to get there. I'm going to tell you. You get there through a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, you say, I want to be saved. I don't know that if I was to die today that I would wake up in heaven. If that's you, would you just, with every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, will you pray with me today? I want to know Jesus. I want to know that if he was to come back or if I was to die tonight, I would go to heaven. I see that hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? I see that hand. This is a big deal. Easter Sunday, 2021. You're making things right. Anybody else? I'm not trying to tarry. It's 12.02. We'll be out of here shortly. I promise. I see that hand. You want to know that you know that you know. Let's say this prayer loudly and clearly together as a church. So these individuals aren't praying it by themselves because I think that we all need to pray this. Oh God, I come before you today confessing my sins. I'm truly sorry for my sins. I believe that your only son, Jesus, died for me on the cross at Calvary. I believe that he rose again, conquering sin, conquering death, and conquering the devil. And today, I'm set free. I'm releasing my issues today. Oh God, come into my heart. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Give me your mind. Give me your thoughts. Bring to me your relationships. And help me walk away from relationships that are not of you. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that, whether you raised your hand or not, if you prayed that prayer for the very first time today and you meant it, you are a born-again Christian. You are a child of the Most High God. Jesus died for you. Amen. get glorious day ready worship team come on up here this is what I'm going to do 
whether you raise your hand or not saying you have issues there are things in your life that have gotten you hung up they've don't worry just, I'm not going to throw this at nobody everybody I was cool till you picked up the hangers there are some things in your life that have created issues for you they have got you so hung up and what I'm asking for you what I'm asking what I'm challenging you to do is a challenge double dog dare if you say I got issues and this hanger I'm just is going to represent your issue you don't have to tell nobody what it is I don't know what it is bad relationship pornography I, I don't know drug addiction I don't know what it is it doesn't have to be that bad it could just be I got a hot temper bless God I can pick up all these and what I want you to do is form a line from the back all the way around come right down here I want you to grab a hanger there's a lot of y'all in here if we run out of hangers we'll, we'll put them back because it, it signifies you're saying to the enemy and those in this room I no longer want to be hung up by my issues what I'm going to ask you to do all you got to do is you come over here and you throw that thing at the foot of the cross and you walk away and you never look back who's with me today who wants a hanger who wants a hanger? Who wants a hanger? Who wants a hanger? Who wants a hanger? The rest of them are up there. Who wants a hanger? If you want a hanger, form a line. Start going around as they start singing. Glorious day. I came. Come on. Come on. Who wants a hanger? Who wants a hanger? Who wants a hanger? Come on. I'm tired of being hung up. Let's go. Let's go. Thanks again for listening today. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, consider giving a financial gift to help us bring the hope of Jesus to more people. You can give online at releasecitychurch.org forward slash give. Remember, you matter, we care, and Jesus loves you. Have a great day.